Hi family, welcome back and welcome to our dining room table. I realize I look really small in the frame here, but I wanted you guys to see kind of the majority of it. This is going to be part two of how I reduce decision fatigue and I'm really bringing it into the idea of healthy hump day because the number one area of the video was food and diet. And this was something that I stressed out about for a long time and food mixed with stress no bueno. Stress releases a lot of hormones like cortisol and adrenaline, which help you store fat. And you also secrete a lot of acids in your body as you're stressed out, and that sort of disrupts and sort of messes up your digestive process and also creates problems like reflux and heartburn. So it's not fun. If you haven't seen the video yet from a few days ago, go ahead and check that out in the link up here. I wanted to talk to you guys about how I eat and how I reduce decision fatigue in my eating. I used to always say eat five or six small meals a day, but then I learned about intermittent fasting and I realized that principles are good principles, but each principle may not necessarily mean it's the right one or the exact one for you. You can utilize these principles in combination with where you're at in life and understanding how to really truly listen to your body. And you might hear this a lot where people say, listen to your body. But if you really understand your body, you've got bacteria, you've got all kinds of things in your gut that try to tell you what to eat. And it might not necessarily be good for you and your health, but you really crave that because the body system is out of balance. So like I always say, I think the most important thing that you can do to develop a good foundation for these principles is to get yourself tested. Always hormone test, blood test, and I really recommend the food sensitivity test as well. This gives you a baseline of understanding what your body may or may not need, what it may or may not be sensitive to, and where it might be off balance. So the idea would be to get yourself balanced first then as you go develop the relationship of applying these principles and listening to your body while also reflecting on continual testing so that you can understand where your baseline is and exactly how to move forward in the most productive way. So if you've watched the first video, you understand the importance of why we want to reduce decision fatigue. Food is a huge part of it. We've got everything under the sun as far as food goes, multicultural foods that we have access to, tons of different snacks. If you want a cookie, just head down to the cookie aisle. They have a whole aisle dedicated to cookies and crackers. There's so many decisions we can make when we're in the grocery store, even looking at a menu when we're in the restaurant. So one of the ways that I have decided to incorporate reducing the decision fatigue method uh, or minimalism as we like to call it here is by creating an eating schedule. I used to be the type of person that would ask myself anytime I get hungry, hmm, what should I eat now? And when I was going off the five to six small meals a day, it became really stressful having to make that decision several times a day, especially when I was craving something and I wasn't aware because I didn't take the test. I didn't know what to do. And I would be craving like, I don't know, some fast food and telling myself, well, I should eat something healthier. And it was like, well, what healthier should I eat? And it was just so uberly stressful. If you guys are going through that, I feel you. I understand what it's like to try to make a healthier choice, but not know what to make. And then sometimes you eat it and you still don't feel fulfilled anyways. So it makes it really tough and stressful. And so for me, I've broken it down to an eating schedule that has really worked out over the last few years. And I start, by first waking up and juicing in the morning. It's just what I do. I like the juice. It helps alkalize my body. It helps 
cleanse and give more energy. I know that if you juice too much, there's a lack of fiber, so don't get obsessed with it because it's really easy to. But I like to just have a simple cup of juice a day. Normally, it's just orange juice for me. I like it because it incorporates some of the pulp so you don't lose that much fiber. But lately, I've been doing beets, carrots, apples, and ginger. It's just been my go-to every single morning, right first thing when I wake up. This is usually following a big glass of water with lemon. If I'm good about it, I really like to do that first, flush it out, then as I'm juicing, do that. And that usually lasts me for about the first hour of my day. The next thing I do is put together a smoothie or a fruit bowl. So this has been incorporated in a way that works for my body. I like to say that it would probably work for most people and feel really good. Although if you're used to eating a heavy breakfast in the morning, may take some adjustment. Again, do the test or at the very least, take the time to get to know yourself and your body and what works and feels good to you. So the next thing I do after a smoothie or a fruit is typically closer to lunchtime. And if I'm being good about it, this is going to be some form of raw vegetables or leafy greens. So like a salad without any oil based uh, dressings. I don't like dressings that have lots of oil in it. If you guys study plant-based diets or just diets in general, we have so many people with heart disease. I think Americans, it's like 50%. Don't quote me. I'm really bad, but it's a lot of Americans have heart disease and people who are on a plant-based diet are not exactly exempt from that. This is because a lot of the substitutes or replacements for meat and animal products come with lots of oil and an excessive amount of it. So it is common to hear that people who are plant-based or vegan do end up with heart disease, which is why it's really hard to say that any one specific diet in, in definition is good for anybody. You can be an unhealthy plant-based eater, somebody who likes their vegan cookies and likes to snack on kettle chips and kettle popcorn. Um, and so it, it really comes with making the best decisions. So that is why it's important when I say raw fruits and veggies and without the oil. Now, what'll happen is I actually break down my lunch. So you'll notice I have two part breakfast, two part lunch. Um, maybe two or three hours after that, I'll be hungry again and I start to incorporate more grains. Lately, what I've been eating is uh, vegetable soup that I make, which is vegetable broth, as well as cabbage, potatoes, carrots, and onion and broccoli in the soup. And then if I feel like I need grains at that time, I'll throw in some quinoa or some brown rice and sometimes even some brown rice noodles like the MyFun noodles. But basically what happens is it's the same every day and it's the same for about three or four weeks, give or take. They're like You can hear there's some variations like the rice and the quinoa, but it's basically the same thing that I eat every month. And then that last week of the month, I take the time to tweak or adjust because if you eat the same food over and over and over again for a long time, you can actually develop food intolerances or food sensitivities because that's when your body's saying enough, I need something more, I need something different. The idea is to diversify a little bit. So if I'm making a vegetable soup this week that has potatoes, carrots, and onions and broccoli, maybe next week I might switch it out for squash and sweet potatoes instead. And that way it's getting diversity in color, but it's basically the same thing. I'm not having to decide what am I gonna eat for mid-lunch today. I already know it's gonna be soup. And the only decision I have to make is just tweaking the vegetables a little bit so that I get that diversity in nutrients on a weekly basis. 
So lastly, I like to incorporate my fats and starches in the evening. This is what works really well for me. Like I said before, some of you guys might be the exact opposite where you like a big hearty breakfast in the morning and then you taper off and eat a very lean meal in the evening. And it's really easy to do that too. You would just switch some of this stuff and put your fats and starches in the morning. But again, feel it out for yourself. Typically fats and starches for me in the evening include potatoes, beans, avocados, anything that's heavy with coconut. We cook with coconut oil. I might uh, stir fry some asparagus with the coconut oil and then add some avocado aioli with that. It just depends on what I've decided to choose for the month. Typically my snacks, my healthy option of snacks include tea, nuts, fruits like berries are my absolute favorite. So my fridge is stocked with strawberries and raspberries right now. It was what was ripe and in season. We love going blueberry picking out here. And so the berries have been a really fun snack for us. If I am eating unhealthy, I do like the kettle chips as well as the kettle corn. And we also incorporate some power bars, power smoothies, and fruit popsicles as well. So the last thing that I wanna bring up on this topic is a body, the physical body, actually likes routine to an extent. It likes to know when it's gonna sleep, how much time it's gonna sleep, what it's gonna eat, when it's gonna eat. That is the best way to keep it from clicking over into what I like to call starvation mode or stress mode. When your body's in a stress mode, it's in survival mode and that's when it's not functioning, it's not trusting life and it starts to do things like store fat or become apprehensive and become off balance. And so by scheduling the food and pre-planning it and just making minimal tweaks and decisions to an extent, once a month I get to sit down and really think about trying a new recipe or changing up the diet. And if it's soup this month, it might be something completely different. I actually have veggie bowls lined up for next month. So we just plan it out and try new things. I try when I'm really, really good to incorporate two or three new recipes at the beginning of the month. I'm not always great at it, but I like doing that because then it diversifies the food. It's really easy to get in the swing of things where everything's the same all the time. And then you get sick of your food or that leaves you at more risk or more prone to going and eating out and ordering something new just to excite your palate a little bit. So this is what's been working really well for me. If you guys have any questions or any comments on this, go ahead and stick them below. Um, if you find something that you can add to this that you feel like would add value, we'd also love to hear that too. Make sure you hit thumbs up on this video to, make, to let me know that you like it. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe. I really love enjoying ideas of health and minimalism here with you and just anything that I feel like would add value to helping you make your life the best life possible. I really appreciate you guys being here with me and I hope you enjoy your weekend. Love you guys. I will see you in the next video.